Hello everyone, welcome to another show here. Um, I've been thinking about this um, idea of uh, even an odd number collections of notes um, recently, and I've really been thinking about it for a long time. Um, and I've tried to express some of the uh, benefits of just thinking about um, taking an octave and, and dividing it up in different numbers and kind of seeing what you uh, come up with. So um, I'll start out today by, by playing a little bit, and then I'm going to dive into the some of the benefits of, of uh, thinking in terms of even numbers and, um, and odd numbers as, as well. Um, we're going to start out here. I've uh, set up things a little bit differently, so I'm hoping everything will go to plan here. Um, and I also filled it with a few things um, as we went, so uh, see how things go. Hopefully the levels are right and everything. All right, so I'll do a little playing on Days of Wine and Roses. And... Um, Take it from there.
on. So, um, so let's get on with this kind of uh, concept uh, or thought um, and um, think about the theory and all of that for this. Okay. So um, another approach that, that you could take to, um, to work with scales and uh, arpeggios, triads, all sorts of things, is to take an octave and see if you can divide it up into to different, uh, different numbers, okay? So if you were to take the octave and and let's say have a um, count the C as one note, and then we'll say okay. Um, what if we just kind of cut it, cut it half there? Right, so we get this interval kind of at the halfway mark between. All right, and uh, and then you could you know so that's two notes so that would be an even number but you could divide it in different ways right so this is a great way to just practice intervals right okay and so. Taking, um, taking that, so that would be um, an even number. And there are a lot of really kind of cool things that you can, um, can you can do, you could, uh, with, with just that whole uh, concept. So you could really think about um, inter, interval, um, see a series of intervals, let's say. So you say something like, okay, I'm gonna have a half step, minor third, whole step, right? So, and then you end up, let's see, with um, with four notes, so three intervals, including the starting note. But you could take that same thing and say, okay, well, any direction will we'll do that. So you go down, down a half, up a minor third, down a whole, or, down a half step, up a minor third, up a whole. So we're just kind of keeping that same sequence of intervals. So that's thinking in terms of, of two notes. And um, and so that that is a whole, what I'm talking about there is really kind of just the whole um, topic in, in and of itself, but. Let's say you have a, a, an even number and you're trying to divide the, the octave up. That's where you get these sort of triads, right? Major triad, minor triad, diminished triad, augmented triad. Maybe more of the sus sort of sounds. Um, or really anything that has that has three notes, so we don't have to limit ourselves um, to that. But it's it's nice to find um, um, you know the the possibility of maybe 
dividing it up somewhat evenly as a as a starting uh, point. So triads have a really um, recognizable sound. It's very open. And if you're playing three notes and you have an odd number, and um, then you might have um, be able to kind of kind of um, swap things around, you know. So in time, so you have like one and two, okay, and three and right. So and then things kind of sort of write themselves every six. So and you can check this out with your um, picking combinations, right? So down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. So um, when we th when we talk about theory, and this is this is falling under our theory and fingerboard kind of talk, when we talk about theory, um, we um, often often discuss things that are in odd numbers as far as uh, notes and harmony and, and theory in those terms, but. Four, four note patterns or even even um, collections of notes are really very valuable in um, improvisation and um, jazz. So the next step is uh, four four notes dividing the octave up in four ways. And so this can cover any um, chord, right major seven, Minor major seven, um, minor seven, minor six, minor seven flat five, fully diminished. Um, you know any chords you can you can think of. So, um, and you can get into of course uh, you know maybe um, flat five, diamond seven. So so many things I'm not gonna. Um, and go on and on, but what's good about um, four notes is that if you play continuous eighth notes and the ch chords change, maybe maybe every two beats, um, then you have a, a, a good way of um, outlining and working through their changes because the numbers just kind of work out. Um, so if you're trying to fit five notes and you know just by the math within two beats you're gonna you're gonna need a triplet and um two two eighth notes for example or or if you um you know divide it up five ways but um anyway that you get the kind of the idea now this is where we talk about these melodic structures uh which is kind of like um having a triad with a Add nine. Okay. So um, so there's that, and then there's a lot of applications for that. Um, and then you kind of string those together. And then we also have the, the minor melodic structure, which we've talked about, and then alterations to really both of those things. And I have some older talks where I really went through 
um, a lot of a lot of different alterations and combinations and things like that. But um, so there's a lot a lot there uh, to explore. But that's a very effective um, way to practice and internalize, um, so that you can negotiate changes, especially more challenging changes uh, that that may arise. All right, so we talked about two notes, three notes, four notes. Um, let's take a little um, break and uh, play a little bit on um, on a tune. Let's just do our Latin tune. Um, although I did set up a, a Latin um, backing track for uh, Days of Wine and Roses as well. Uh, but uh, let's work on make sure I'm finding the right thing here. So we're gonna trust the porta. mean to play that but there we go okay and um, let's switch over the screen here so see a little closer what I'm doing and we'll adjust the tempo a bit of a ballad and we'll check in with the uh, found a um, setting that I wasn't aware of before um, in, uh, in this uh, drum VST, uh, which is super helpful. So I can kind of pull up these different songs and tracks um, just kind of within the VST, which is um, super, super helpful. So hopefully all this works and um, probably won't repeat, but uh, See if I can get to the right part of the tune. I'm going to be reading this down here. All right, well, here we go. Hopefully the mix is, is good and everything. Thank you. 
so um so back to our talk a couple of things um so I'm playing there so on that F sharp sus play this kind of sound then you can play so that's kind of a kind of a triad but uh, sus suspended okay and then maybe opening it up now one of the goals on this um, um, this whole idea of, of practicing this way and thinking this way um, is to connect to connect lines and connect certain harmonies, right? So you have, you know, what what are the options on that? So, so maybe a melodic structure on E minor seven, so G that and then where do you end up and how does that connect to the next chord so let's see C sharp minor seven flat five right so right so you can use multiple of those melodic structures or or maybe use a melodic structure um, and then move to more of a triad sort of sound, right? So, so being able to, you know, say move. So, so that's an E minor chord. I'm playing G, melodic structure. Okay, and then let's say C sharp. Uh, I have diminished. just try the triad part of that okay so wherever you end up you can make a connection to then the how the next harmony changes and and then make a decision on on how you want to kind of either you know kind of continue the line or you can think in terms of coloring that vertically um, and that chord all right, so let's let's go on. We have four notes. Um, now uh, we could talk about maybe about five notes. Um, so let's say we have uh, C, right? We have really a lot of things that we can do uh, with that. We can play a major pentatonic or a dominant pentatonic kind of sound. Uh, we can start altering. Dominant pentatonic, maybe a flat nine, maybe a sharp five, and here we can think a lot again about how it connects to to chords. Right, so if you have a major type chord, let's say major seven. some of the levels make sure I didn't clip or anything okay um, so the major pentatonic would really fit that well um, but we can also think in terms of um, 
of four notes and then add add another tone. So you can just say, okay, you know, C major seven arpeggio, and then maybe place a nine in there as well, right? And these are really interesting shapes on guitar because you get a lot of two note combinations that guitar seems to lend itself well to that um, sort of thing. So. Right. So, um, and that once you get into to that, that the shapes get a little, little maybe a little more uh, difficult to work with, but or or maybe difficult. It's not the right word, or maybe less familiar, but. Uh, but some of these familiar shapes also work very well. So minor, minor pentatonic, obviously. Minor six pentatonic, which is related to that dominant pentatonic. Um, it's another another good shape. And then um, really good solutions also for... Um, minor uh, seven flat five so. so take a minor pentatonic and lower the fifth you get something that fits that pretty well okay and even you know diminished type things as well which dominant pentatonic will work on um and um so maybe something like this So five tones and a lot of things that you can come up with with five tones. Um, and you might even try doing this on one string, right? And trying to divide it up somewhat evenly. You know, it's a little bit like park benches where folks kind of naturally spread themselves out in different distances and and um, unless somebody, unless people know each other well, they don't necessarily come together. So let's say we're talking about a, like a public park, barely no, barely anyone knows one another, which they're pretty spread out. Same thing with our notes in the octave. So, um, so we wouldn't necessarily maybe go, although you could. But um, so with pentatonics, you could select out four notes too. So you could still make it work within the four note framework. So you, you could play, you know. And so collectively you're working with five notes, but you're doing four at a time, something like that. Or you do three at a time. Um, so that's um, that's a really useful um, scale too. And that, that fits into what you hear a lot about, which is triads, pentatonic scales. Um, so let's talk about these uh, hexatonic scales, which we had to talk about a little bit. I've been exploring that a little bit more uh, recently. Um, so a couple of approaches to that. Um, you can you could take a, uh, a pentatonic scale, let's say a pentatonic scale, and then add one note within it. So. So again, the advantages of using even-numbered uh, scales is that you're gonna 
end up uh, filling out the the eighth notes, and they won't go flipped over when you repeat the scale. So, um, and also your chord tones will land can land well depending on what you want, but can land consistently on the on the beats, um, right? So if you have um, a C say a C6 score or something. You have C, E, another chord tone, G, and then kind of back to the C. So let's say even just C major triad. So you have C, so one, two, three, four. So notice that I'm landing on the, the notes of the triad on, on the beats. So that that is an important element of control um, that you can you can develop so you can outline changes, but still you're playing kind of stepwise motion. Um, aside from that, we have pairs of, of triads, right? So okay. So you can separate them out. Um, and work and work with them like like that. Now triads too. You can you can take um, and play four notes, right? And repeat one of the notes over again. Or you can work in um, rather than going a full octave. You can you know maybe repeat a middle middle tone like that. something like that. So you can take the, the odd numbers and work them work them out. But this would be an interesting practice um, concept to use maybe six six note type scales on a, like a, a waltz or something and just kind of see how that how that fits in and how that works. Okay, um, so let's uh, well let's talk quick, quickly about um, seven note note scales. So again, just kind of filling things things in. This is kind of um, very important part of you know kind of the traditional music theory and all that. Um, so again, we have an odd number. We have seven notes. So if you were to play um, to play a line, you would end up um, at some point, depending on where you start in the scale, you would end up playing, if you're doing continuous eighth notes, you would end up playing on more of the dissonances sometimes and then more of the consonances at other times, which is fine. Um, but as far as controlling uh, the harmony, um, it may, make things um, challenging in that respect. But um, but here we have um, four four basic types of scales, I would say, you want to um, have a good handle on. Those are um, C major, all of his modes, and then harmonic major and its modes. And then, um, 
that's a minor. Uh, so let's say a melodic minor and harmonic minor. Okay, so really just those uh, those four. So uh, major scale, harmonic major, harmonic minor, melodic minor. All right, so let's do um, a little playing break here, and um, so maybe I'll play uh, Days of Wine and Roses. It's more of a Latin tune feel. And uh, so I'm making some efforts to um, have these uh, d different time feels and, and different sort of things, so um, um, hopefully, uh, that is coming across okay. All right, so we'll, uh, start with this. Uh, let's see what our tempo is kind of medium here, how about that? So you can check this out, this video on uh, the member area, youtube.com forward slash reference or uh, check out freference.com. And uh, members uh, will see video edition of this uh, live stream.
So um, we'll go through just a couple more things and then we'll kind of wrap up here. Um, but um, seven no scales, and then we have um, bebop scales. Um, and uh, again, kind of just, you know, adding a note really each time we, we uh, bump up through one of these. Uh, so we have this octave here. Uh, we take a take a major scale and uh, and then um, kind of connect through one of those notes. So let's say you're working. It kind of depends on what chord you're working with. So say you have a C major, so you might have. And notice what happens when you connect the six five right so we get these kind of consonant tones on the beat so one two three four one so those are the beat numbers and notice that we have root six five three one right? so it's kind of spelling out if we if we just kind of isolated the one the notes on the beats get a kind of a C6 chord, which is fairly consonant. Same kind of thing for minor. There's a few ways of handling this, but let's say um, uh, you have... Okay, so that's the, sort of the same approach, right? With six going down like that. Right, or let's say um, flat seven. Dominant seven, something a little bit different. We take, since we have the flat seven, take the half step between the root and the flat seven. So. And then you can do any of the, any sort of alteration on it uh, as well. Uh, predominant type chords as well, or even if it's minor. So we have, uh, or you could have a minor seven flat five. So if those are eights, um, now you can kind of continue going, really. Um, um, you start to fill it up, uh, really, kind of until you get to uh, 12 notes. Um, so say nine notes. Um, ten notes are, I'd like to go into that a little bit. 
Um, doesn't look like we're going to have time for today, but it is actually kind of pretty interesting. It's sort of tied into the bebop. So you just get more uh, chromaticism, all that. Uh, but um, let's see, we need to wrap up here for today. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed this. Uh, maybe I'll play a little bit. Uh, one more tune. Um, so this will be uh, Blues for Alice. See what I've got here. All right, so I think I set something up. So, uh, so play through it. So do a little more playing, and uh, again, if you like this um, talk and listening to this on the podcast, uh, be sure to check out video edition in the member area. So, um, kind of fiddling with settings, which is always kind of dangerous, but let's see how this goes here. All right. A little bit of a false start there. Sorry about that. Uh, take it a little bit up.
thanks so much for checking out this uh, video, this live stream. Thanks to those members, um, the member area. We have a good group of folks going now. I uh, really appreciate your uh, support of the channel. Um, and I hope you're getting a lot out of this uh, as well. I will see everybody in the next one.